Welcome back. We're here. And happy Labor Day. Yes, and in the spirit of Labor Day. <laughs> we are talking about fitness and travel. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna... Jenna's the expert in this. I'm just here to give some helpful actionables. Oh, I am certainly not an expert. I've just <laughs> had enough experience failing at it that I have found <laughs> some things that work. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about how to maintain your fitness and nutrition while you're traveling. So to start it off, it's, it is all dependent on how long the trip is, where you're going, all of those things. As a travel nurse, you've got 13 weeks to kind of get yourself into a routine. But mm -hmm. if you're doing, like you're traveling, for example, I have a lot of bachelorette parties and weddings I'm traveling for, you really, it takes some mental brain power. Yes, <laughs> so, I agree with that entirely. To start, I always look to see if there's a CrossFit gym that I could drop into that's not super inconvenient and out of the way, something that wherever I'm traveling to, I could just walk from wherever I'm staying to the gym. Oh, that out, would be nice. Outside of that, it's probably not going to happen for me, just, mm -hmm. just because of the logistics. Usually when you travel, there's a timeline and a time crunch and you have to make sure you're on time for things specifically weddings and yes. bachelorette parties <laughs> travel so. that's centered around a time-based event always makes it a little more challenging to navigate absolutely so if i'm taking a plane to travel your travel day is your active recovery day so how I treat that is you're going to be in, you're going to be smushed up in this little little can for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. If I have a layover and I have enough time, it doesn't always happen. I walk to my next gate. So it's some airports are not laid out very intuitively, but you usually could get in a full 10,000 steps walking through the airport. Oh my gosh, yes. Barely even putting extra effort into it. Even if I take the trams and the people movers, I still feel like I could rack up 10,000. Oh, for How sure. I do. Airports are gigantic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of foot travel within the airports. So, and to be honest, walking through airports is kind of fun. At least I know for like a lot of the airports I've been through, some of them are really beautiful. Or they have some beautiful art exhibits. You know, Tampa has the flamingo. Yes. It's cool. I will say, I'm not going to say it's my most favorite airport, but speaking of pretty walks through terminals and gates, Atlanta. <laughs> There's like this one stretch where it's all rainforest and calming. It's the lights are a little bit lower. Oh, it's got cool. like these. How do I not remember that? These things, you might not have walked through, like, between oh, those gates. You know what fair. I mean? That's fair, yeah. And then they've got some, uh, a historical exhibit in one. Yeah, and... some of them have a lot of that, like, ode to history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have some time, it's always great to check it out. Even if you don't have time, you can get your workout in where you got your backpack, you got your yep. bag, and you got to sprint to the next yes. gate. Let, let's treat it like a, yes. like a fastest sprint For time. Sure. <laughs> And one of the most beautiful airports I've been through, well, there's a couple scenic-wise. Mm -hmm. They intentionally have a lot of big picture windows. The one in Seattle. Oh, I've never been through the Seattle airport. That is airport. so pretty. You get off, like, you you know, you get off your, like, deplaning. Mm -hmm. You get off and you, like, get to the main drag to leave the airport. And as soon as you walk out, you've just got big windows and all you see is mountains and the, um, the San Jose Airport in Costa Rica is like that too. Oh, it's I all mountain range and all big, beautiful picture windows. Oh gosh, I love that. Really gorgeous. Really, really gorgeous. It's very centering. Mm -hmm. Mountains are breathtaking, especially in a scenic area like that. Just reminds, yes. reminds us how small we truly are in the grand scheme of things. Yes, absolutely. So, airport nutrition, yeah, um, <laughs> don't really have great recommendations there because sometimes you're just grabbing and going, right? And then on the plane, they give you the little cookies mm -hmm. <laughs> and all of these things. It, if you have to grab and go, there's some little markets 
Yes. And again, it depends. The fresh shops. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to recommend. There's a lot of, usually some kind of a fresh fruit. Right. Um, now, sometimes it really depends on the airport, but a few of them will have almost like breakfast. Oh, my gosh. Words are hard. Breakfast <laughs> things, spots, yeah. or like brunch sp spots. Those are always, especially if you eat, I mean, most CrossFitters, Try to five. I, I, what am I trying to say? Most people that are really in the lifestyle of CrossFit, to some level, at least have a concept of like the nutrition in a hundred words. Right? Correct. Meats, yeah. vegetables, some fruit, seeds, some starches, no sugar. Right. We all generally, especially once you're kind of in this lifestyle try to follow that to some variance. So with that said, the little breakfast spots are always Tyler's and my go-to. Because no matter Same. what, you can get an egg, you can get a meat, and usually some fresh fruit. Well, usually some fresh fruit. Even like, especially if you specify that you don't want it cooked in butter, yeah, they're fried but you can get like a potato, mm -hmm. you know, a healthy-ish carb. Right. Just, you know, you want to order it maybe like without the cheese and skip the stirrups and all that kind of stuff. But you can get some semblance of a healthy meal. And then, yeah, the, the little grab-and-go stations are always good for like some fresh fruit or even some whole fruit, like a, a whole banana or a whole apple. You can find something like that. And then once you're on the plane... It is really hard, but I always kind of default to either if they have nuts, like an almond, or even yeah. I don't do peanuts. Even then, they're a little little sugary because they're yes. honey roasted. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just grab and go. It's convenient, yeah. so it's not always the healthiest. But you can always pack your own snacks. To which I would say, I know that it's hard. Like you can't really. You can't bring beverages through security, but you can do like sealed up food. I think. So. Not even. I've put I've put food in it. Well, maybe I shouldn't speak to this. What? I I've made it through security with food in Tupperware containers. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like yeah. even if it's like an unsealed protein powder, sometimes they'll test it, but you can still get through. Like they're very lenient about food. So with that, you could always bring in your own jerky. You could always grab an RX bar, bring it through again, like the fruit. You can. Bring in your own snacks, so it's not like you you have options if you choose to explore them. Or yeah. Unrelated, but talking <laughs> about breakfast foods, you've been in the South for some time. What are your thoughts on grits? So I don't <laughs> eat any corn or corn byproducts. Okay. For the lack of nutrition. And usually grits are heavily cooked in butter, which the only butter product that I'll touch is ghee. Because it just it doesn't have their inflammatory response, right? So, and then not always, but they can also be super loaded with either sugar and or cheese. Mm -hmm. So it's just nothing about grits. Is now before my lifestyle change, I honestly I really did enjoy them. To oh, be honest, did? I did. Okay. But they are something that I've had to permanently eliminate from my diet and I've, if I was going to have a treat it sure as shoot wouldn't be grits I know. <laughs> everyone looks at me so funny I'm you know being from New Jersey when I came down everyone's obsessing over grits I don't I don't like the texture I don't really like they're not healthy well and here's <laughs> the thing nothing good about they, grits to me. <laughs> if they were naturally that delicious why do they have to be smothered in sugar salt Cheese and butter. I, I just if they are genuinely good, they wouldn't need all of that. I so just that just tells me everyone's obsession with grits. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't think people really like that. My here's my theory, <laughs> conspiracy theory about grits. People don't like the grits. It is a vehicle to be able to binge on okay. the cheese. Fair. And so instead Fair. of just eating a melted bowl of cheese, they can validate it because it's got grits, which has no flavor. <laughs> so they're really just eating a bowl of creamy cheese. I'm like that guy. I'm like, I'm like. That's my theory. I'm Vinny from My Cousin Vinny, where he's like, what's a grit? That's such a, <laughs> I'm like, what? That's such 
a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I am that I am that Jersey girl. Well, I'm from Northern Michigan, and the only reason I knew what grits were was because my grandmother is from Texas. So my gra- like my my grandparents are from the South. Well, she's from the South yeah. anyway. Um, Anyways, if yeah. you're from the Northeast like me and you've not tried them, you're not missing out on much. I, I'm I. Don't come for me, people from the South, okay? You can Don't come. come for me. I am sorry that we disagree on this. <laughs> you guys can come for me, and I will still die on my conspiracy theory hill that you guys actually don't like the grits. You just need a receptacle to be able to gorge on dairy products is without that, looking like a weirdo. <laughs> what, what is, I actually haven't looked into this just because I have no interest in ever consuming grits, but what, what is the nutritional value of grits? It, just it, by themselves. Just it, by it themselves. doesn't have any because it's, it's corn. It's, corn it's a corn okay. cob. It's okay. ground up corn yeah, cob. That's what I figured. Yes. Okay. Like corn has, an, it's very inflammatory because our bodies can't digest it. So it triggers the inflammatory response almost the same way that our body would like respond to an infection. Now, not everybody has that with, with corn or maybe they do. And we just all collectively have a culture of decided to not because it's in so many products. I know. <laughs> so, be that I don't particularly word. like corn on the cob either or corn in general. Just, so I'm not going to lie. I do love corn on the cob. Yeah. I just, I choose not to eat it because I know how it'll make me feel. But I do love corn on the cob. And I know that I do genuinely love it because I have pulled it, especially when we used to grow it up north. I would pull it right off the stalk and eat it raw and cold right just out there in nature. Well, honestly, though, I have done that before. And it's pretty sweet. Well, sweet corn, if it's sweet corn. Yes. So it does taste good that way. Anyways, that that was my digression. I was really curious now that to your... (laughs) Your standpoint on it now that we were talking about breakfast foods. So. Yes. Anyways, any a lot of airports to have local coffee shops within them. Yes. So local to that area. So, you know, you can always find a salad there full of veggies or you can always find your proteins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually what my go-to is if I didn't. Eat before my very early morning flight and my layover, I'll try and find a breakfast place and go and grab something. Or I travel so much that I have access to a lot of the lounges. That is really cool. Which usually, they usually have pretty healthy salads made and they've got the fruit. So I'll grab an orange and a banana, stick it in my backpack to go and then refill up my water bottle. I'm there. Yes. So that's a big one. If nothing else, and even if you have to do the grab and go, go stay on top of the water and make the best choices where you can. So like if you know that you're going to be eating super processed things that aren't in your normal diet because you want the convenience, you just don't want to mentally have to check into it. You're on vacation. You want to you want to have the donut because you're in a rush. Yeah. Cool. You're on, I mean, assuming you're on vacation. If you're somebody who travels because it's a lot of work and business and things of that nature, I would really encourage you to try to not let those trips be a pass. There is a big difference there's between. There's too many of them. Uh, yes. I'm going, there's a big difference between I'm going on vacation and I am making one decision to release this, I'm going to enjoy my vacation and come back. I would still encourage you to make some good choices or at least be conscientious of what you're doing. Just don't let it be like a free for all because there's simply no reason. That's just gluttony for the sake of gluttony. Right. But if you are somebody who travels routinely because of your career, it's all about balance. Reel reel it in. (laughs) Treat vacation as vacation. Treat your work-related travel like you would treat your day-to-day health. And that does take a little extra brain power. But if you don't do that, the amount of time when you are at home base, you're just going to be in a cycle of trying to make up for where like make up for the the damage that was done over this business trip and it's going right. to be an endless cycle it's it would be like ripping up the foundation of your home every weekend right like if you're trying to if you think of your body as a house 
and you're on this fitness journey, this health journey, and let's say even four days a week, once a month is like where you're going for travel. Right. That four days, if we just release ourselves to do whatever because of convenience and because of travel, you're tearing out 30 days, well, 26 days, let's say, Mm -hmm. worth of hard work and consistency and starting over back at day one. Well, what what do they say? How many calories adds an extra pound? It's, to be honest, off the top of my head. Anyways, if we math it, it's like cumulative calories over time, right? You grab the donut. The donut is, let's be conservative and say 300 calories. The donut's 300 calories. Then we grab dessert because we're with a 3,500 calories. Okay, so you do this times, let's say three times five days you're gone, right? 300 mm-hmm. times five is 1,500. You're nearly already halfway. You've, you've gained half a pound, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> now you could do that consecutively. So once a month, right, consecutively times 12, you've put on six pounds in a year. Mm-hmm. Outside of whatever other weight you were going to gain yep. just being and that's at not, home. that's not thinking about parties, celebrations, holidays, hidden calories, your Starbucks every morning. Mm-hmm. Easy ways to balance some of that out and travel. Watch your drinks. Yes. Like, if you really feel like you can't control what's going into your mouth food-wise then make easy, clean decisions with what you're drinking. Alcohol-wise, yeah. Alcohol-wise, but also just like with your coffee. Yeah, the coffee, alcohol, you don't the soda. Need, you don't, you don't need, need a frappuccino and a donut. <laughs> if you're going to give yourself permission to have the donut, you do not need to chase it with a coffee slushie. Have an almond milk hot coffee or even just black. And, Sure, maybe you don't like black coffee. Do the hard thing, develop a little grit. Or <laughs> for I, last week's episode. I drink my coffee black. I just, I don't, I don't really like the taste of milk or milk products to begin with, so. Mm. And I, I like, and that's I like fair. coffee, so. Yeah. <laughs> I drink it black, my stomach ulcers love it. So, <laughs> I don't have any stomach ulcers. I will though, if I continue to drink black coffee on an empty stomach, that, so that's just airport related, right? So mm-hmm. now you, you get out of the airport. Let's talk about it from a hotel standpoint. The hotel gyms, if the hotel has one, leave a lot to be desired. Mm. Again, hotels, chains, you can come for me. That They don't have much of anything. They usually have like a couple of pieces of cardio equipment that might or work. might not work. Yeah. <laughs> And a mat, couple of resistance bands, maybe a couple of free weights. Yeah, some dumbbells. I usually feel like I see some dumbbells most of the time. I think it really depends on how new it is. You can avoid that altogether. Truly, my on-the-road workout is just body weight calisthenics. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do it in your hotel room. People in your hotel room with your own body. Mm-hmm. 10 rounds of 10 air squats, 10 push ups, and 10 sit ups, right? We're hitting mm-hmm. upper body, lower body, core. Done. Yep. Or wake up in. Or burpees, in, or lunges, or V ups, or. Oh my gosh, there's a. Take one, mix and match. Use your body. Yeah. The yoga push ups, those are great for the core. Oh, yeah. I did those. I had a elbow. I don't know if it was an injury per se. Oh, I guess it was injury. It was pain. But I had like a elbow thing for a little while. And for probably almost a year, I did any time push-ups came up, I did yoga push-ups. Yeah. One year, I did the entire Murph yoga push-up style. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because the way that my body moved for that, it didn't irritate the elbow. So that huh. was an easy scale while I didn't still think about that. getting some kind of... Because it's almost like a kipping push-up. Yeah. Um, which was appropriate for, it was the hardest thing that I could do while also not aggravating something that was already aggravated. Be that as it were, there's a lot of different 
to your point, a lot of different body weight movements that we can do. Candlesticks. Um, but one of my favorite go-to, so I have a couple actionables for ways that you guys can figure out some workouts that you can do, kind of what Jenna's talking about. Pinterest, CrossFit oh. wads, type in CrossFit <laughs> wads into Pinterest. There's so many. There's a billion of them there. Or type in travel workout. Yes. Into Pinterest. That'll show something too. Yes, that shows a Follow lot. Follow me things. on Pinterest. I got a whole board of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, same. Just Jody Jones. I'm on there too. I've got a whole bunch of board. I've got a huge board that's got almost 10 years worth of fitness and nutrition stuff on there. I don't know my actual Pinterest name. It's probably Jenna Marie. Yeah, usually it's like just people's else. names. Um, and then. Another great resource for workouts on the go is Wadwell. Huh. And all I've you not heard of Wadwell. All you have to like it's it's just a website. I think it's literally wadwell.com. W O D W E L L yeah dot com. Yeah. And if you select body weight or type in body weight because it'll ask you what equipment you have available to you. You just type that in, it'll populate it. Now, if your hotel does have, say, dumbbells that you want to use, you can type in what equipment you have, what resources you have, and it will pull a ton of workouts to what's available for you to just be able right. to like do. So that's kind of neat. That's a great resource. Or assuming that we're talking to CrossFitters that are currently CrossFitting, ask your gym if they have... This, this is probably more appropriate if you're going to be gone two weeks or more. Mm -hmm. I would say any less than that, and it may or may not be worth it to you. I guess it just kind of depends. Also kind of depends on how long you've been an athlete, because if you can look at a workout and go, oh, I can definitely figure out how to do that and scale it. Like, for instance, if I was traveling and I looked at today's wad, we did Jerry, it's a mile run a 2k row a mile run if i right. was in a hotel i can run the mile if i get like when i get back i'm going to see what equipment's available even if it's just like one of the cardio bikes not like what we use but a stationary right. bike yeah. i could do use that it. yeah i could do that for 2k or figure out what the equivalent is that in in miles or whatever yeah. or for the time dynamic if it's supposed to be around a 10 minute row like bike for 10 minutes you can figure it out close enough and then go on your mile run you a lot of times you can figure it out and then it's a max height box jump well if the gym that's at the hotel has a bench you can jump on the bench you can jump on the bench or do step ups or in your hotel room if there's something that's stable enough to step on like a lot of time there's stools or you know a, a decently built office chair or your bed right you can do step ups off of any of that or yeah. box jumps if you feel like it's safe i mean proceed with caution use your brain <laughs> if it's an unstable situation do step ups or I mean, I struggle to use my brain, so I can't knock. You. I can't knock you. <laughs> or worst case scenario, if there's nothing you feel confident jumping or stepping up onto, do that many reps and do tuck jumps. It's the same power, yeah, and it's about the same height stimulus, so you can still do that body weight. There's there's lots of things that you can do to be able to get your workout in. The thing is. We talk about this nearly every episode. Woo! Congrats. Yes. She's caffeinated. She said, it's going to be better. We are caffeinated. It's a good day. More focus. Yes. The the take home here is don't create an excuse for yourself mm -hmm. that I'm traveling and don't negotiate with yourself mm -hmm. because there's nothing worse than not moving your body at all. You're going to get tight when you're going to come back. You've lost mobility. You've lost strength subsequently, yeah. consequently, because you've lost mobility. And the conditioning. The conditioning. And there's a risk of injury. If you've been gone, I would say 10 days or more without doing any fitness, when you come back, you're going to be in a little bit of a deconditioned state, mm -hmm. which means you either have to scale more than you want to when you're first getting back in that first week, or you're going to try to hit it at the same intensity that you did before you left. And you're either, you're risking one of two things. And I guess that this is going to vary from box to box. If they're a 
time capping Jim or not, we are not. You're risking either injury to yourself or throwing off the rest of the class schedule, which is a very selfish thing to do. Yeah. Choosing deliberately not to scale when you know that you're deconditioned and it's a four-time workout and you know you're going to go over stimulus and you know that there is another class coming in behind you, that is a very selfish thing to do. It just is. I said what I said. I said what I said. I stand by what I said. No, that that's absolutely correct. I agree with you. Here, I, I know you wanted me to weigh in on this and that you, I've traveled so much that my opinion would seem appropriate. I don't travel, I guess I, I travel nurse, travel for work. I don't do these like couple of day trips for work, mm -hmm. right? And when I travel for vacation, my vacation is usually centered around an activity. So I went to Salt Lake City for a week to snowboard. I went mm -hmm. to Indonesia for a month to do yoga and surfing. So even if you are traveling on vacation, make sure that you, if you can't get to a structured gym and these recommendation, the hotel room workouts seem not feasible for you just on time constraints and stuff, make sure there's an extra activity worked into mm -hmm. your schedule. So instead of taking internationally a bus or a taxi somewhere just walk mm -hmm. go ahead and walk there walk a mile walk as far as your legs will take you the walking in and of itself when i lived in san francisco girl i had dropped so much weight initially because i was just walking everywhere yeah and then i decided cities. i didn't have enough time to walk everywhere so i got myself my road bike and i was on my bike everywhere so it just be smart about it Seek out activity, seek out, a body motion stays in motion. Yes. Just keep moving the body. Well, one of the things that we were talking about earlier is if you know that you're traveling for a vacation and not necessarily tied to an event timed constraint, find out what physical activities are culturally relevant right. to where you're going and do that thing learn how to do it so an easy example if i was to go back home up north a lot of the culturally relevant activities that are super popular hiking mm -hmm. which i used to do a lot if it's winter you're looking at snowshoeing skiing dog sledding all of those things are super relevant. Try it. You might like it. Right. But none of those things are things that I'm like, this is on my bucket list. But right. heck, Fishing, I'm there. I'm going to try hunting. it. Those are all very yeah. active things. Even like the super fun stuff, like water skiing, like during the, during the summer, of course, water skiing or uh, what's another one that I was thinking of? I don't know. You got, oh, in the, in the winter, there's the inner tube snow tubing super oh, fun, fun yeah. that is usually you very don't need a whole active. lot of skill for that yeah. yes that is a very active thing and you wouldn't think of it because you're riding in the tube down the hill but you got to get yourself back up the hill so find out what's culturally relevant and do that thing if you can't get into an organized crossfit gym now, that being said, I love exploring CrossFit gyms. So anywhere I go, I try to immediately find a box to drop into. Just because, you know, the more you see, the more people you meet, the more you know, the more you mm -hmm. can form your own opinions, and the, the more you learn and have in your own toolbox, right? Yes. So there's always a takeaway. And it is so interesting to me because the, from the boxes I've been to, CrossFit's standard is standardized. Yes. CrossFit is standard everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. Now, the delivery is different, mm -hmm. but CrossFit itself, standard. All of these boxes, the standard is standard, not like clear as kind, mm -hmm. <laughs> not excuse driven. They're going to make sure you're moving safely. Now, some coaches <laughs> some coaches are better at giving these wisdom pearls than others mm. but generally the standard is the standard yeah. and it, it's fun too because it's a big community whether or not you're from the same states from the same area 
we we all have similar mentalities. So yes. you'll meet and make friends. So you're you're definitely you're going to be with a certain vein of people, and that's going to generally the vibe is going to different ends of the spectrum depending on the community because there's definitely a variance within the community and what kind of gym it is mm -hmm. whether it's overly competitive and that's kind of its market or you're a gym like us where we're much smaller where we don't have a lot of uh, games athletes here yeah, right. <laughs> yes. that kind of vibe yes. but yes yes <laughs> pending but crossfit attracts a certain kind of person so you are going to resonate to some level on the spectrum with that community. And I, I can appreciate if it feels daunting. I was sharing with Jenna earlier. Yeah. To be completely honest, outside of the state of Florida, actually I'm gonna reel it in even more, outside of dropping into gyms that are local to Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. I have never dropped in to a, to a CrossFit gym right in any form of travel and even when we lived in fort pierce i never dropped into a gym in that area that was not just my gym right in the travel a lot of that now that i know that i have adhd it really does make sense there's there's a lot of anxiety that i go through especially if kind of like we were talking about with the weddings if it's something that is time-based i get very anxious of what if this takes longer than I think? Mm -hmm. What if my Uber's late? What if I get lost? Then I'm gonna right. be super late for this thing that I'm expected to be at. It's not that I'm anxious about the gym itself because again, I'm pretty comfortable in this setting. It's the literally like the mental navigation and the actual navigation, but the, the mental process of what I think through to get there has always been a little bit of a mental block for me. But it, to be fair, and this is why I think I'm really glad you shared that. I have been at this travel game for so long that I forget it was there when I initially was tra started traveling, but I forget about those anxieties and mm -hmm. all of the moving parts. For me, I just practice doing it so much <laughs> that it's just ingrained in me. Okay, I'm getting to a new, uh, new area. I need to find a box. I need to be able to work out because I can't give up all of the gains I've made. I can't lose mm -hmm. my cardio. I can't lose my strength. But when you're, it's not as intuitive when you don't do it that often. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I, I do remember those feelings. It's just been so long ago that that happened for me. Yes. <laughs> that well, I can't really, I can't speak to that any longer. I would like to think too of myself that if I was there it's kind of a weighing it out. Is this worth the mental stress for what I'm going to gain out of it? I've never had to travel and live somewhere that is not my home base mm -hmm. for more than 10 days. I've traveled a lot, right? but they've always been 10 days or less trips. So for instance, easy example, when I went to Seattle, I was only there for four days and I did work out before I got on the plane. So I flew out Thursday. I had done my wad before I flew out. I was there half a Thursday once my plane landed, mm -hmm. all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, came back Monday night and caught the evening workout. Right. So I only went three days without fitness. And to me, with only being gone three days, I wanted my priority to be staying physically active because we walk everywhere. Yeah. I gave myself a little lenience on the nutrition because that was kind of a wedding hybrid. And again, I knew I was only gone for the weekend. I would not have been as lenient if I was there for five days or more. And granted, this was not a monthly thing or a bi-weekly thing you were doing. Right, this, right. Was, this was a very a special singular occasion. event. It was a destination wedding and I wanted to enjoy some treats with my friend. But if, if you look at that whole trip, 75% of what I put in my face, both liquids and foods, was still in alignment to how I eat normally back at home. Right. I just gave myself a little bit more variance than I normally would to be able to enjoy a few things with the bride. Right. That said, kind of the same thing. So like I have traveled to Haiti a couple times for nonprofit oh, right. stuff. Yeah. There is no CrossFit gyms there. 
I still worked out because I was there long enough to validate that. And the little basement gym, dirt floor, carpet pieces for your mat, mismatched equipment, just very, I mean, honestly, a CrossFitter's home. (laughs) Honestly, Uh, grungy. Yes. (laughs) Not not the comforts of life. There you go. CrossFitter's home. Hiked up in the mountains, swam a lot, definitely still stayed super active both times that I went. And their food is a lot cleaner, so there wasn't really a lot of splurging because the, there's not anything to splurge on. You're eating for survival, not for taste. Well, generally, although it does happen to taste delicious, I love Haitian food. Generally, <laughs> international travel, the food is very fresh, very made from scratch, not a whole lot of preservatives, and that's all I'm going to say about yes. that. Anyways, there, you're right. There, there are. If you're in a more rural area, it's, you're probably not going to find a CrossFit box. However, if you're in a rural beach area, you can always go for a jog on the beach. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yes. It works. Get, get outside the four walls. That's the point of what we do. Jogging in the sand works all your stabilizer muscles. Yes. Right? You gotta, it's going to slow you down, so don't time yourself. Just do it for fitness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Don't get discouraged by timing yourself. Be like, I'm doing something different. Variability. Do push-ups in the sand. Yep. Sit-ups in the sand. You work all this sand. general physical preparedness. Hop in the ocean. Swim. Yes. <laughs> if, if you have the blessing to be able to tra- travel, whether that be for a vacation, an event, or even business, take advantage of that and get outside of your home box's four walls. Mm-hmm. Do, some, do something that's culturally relevant or at least even if it's not like a structured activity like maybe it's just a jog go explore the area that you're in even if you're there for business you're not there for business 24 hours of the time that you're there you can fit something in that's going to be fun especially when i think of like people going on business trips i feel like typically it's to at least a mid-sized city or bigger you mean to tell me you've got a long, you've got a two-day weekend trip in Chicago, and you can't find time to take a thirty-minute jog on the Navy Pier? I don't buy that. <laughs> but nobody so, can do nothing. <laughs> here is going to be the resistance for that because I've been on these short trips and all of that. Well, I'm doing whatever work conference all day long that I have to get up a little bit early for. Maybe there's there's a a jet lag component there too mm-hmm. right then afterwards you want to network you want to meet with all of these people that work in your industry so you go out and grab dinner and drinks guess what you your butt's got to get up early to fit in yeah. the workout there there is you just you got to do it this mm-hmm. this 10 rounds of 10 10 10 it, realistically, it's a 20-minute workout. Mm-hmm. You make that 20-minute workout without the warm-up, without the stretching and mm-hmm. all of that. So get yourself up 45 minutes early. Get out of bed. Do it before your brain is turned on. And then it's done. So well, there's... Then, then you get the, the luxury of enjoying the continental breakfast. There's usually some hard-boiled eggs, some fruit. Right. Before Depends on it how all bougie of a hotel it is. You can even get even nicer breakfast than that at some of them. Yes. Yes, you can. I have stayed at a couple of those hotels. I don't frequent it. I can afford it. I'm not mm-hmm. made money. But <laughs> instead of just like grabbing your coffee, going, not eating until lunchtime where you're you're grabbing for the pastries because you're so hypoglycemic because you haven't eaten for so long and your, your stomach ulcers are forming because you drank your black coffee on mm-hmm. an empty stomach. And of course, catered lunches always have something sweet there and something unhealthy and you... All that to be said, be present and still use your brain. Just because you're not in your day-to-day routine doesn't mean that you are given the allowance to just go wild. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I promise you it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not a good look because yes. doing it once per month adds up to when you come back, you can't get yourself off the band, get yourself back mm-hmm. on the bandwagon. So you're like, okay, extra tired, couple more days. The diet starts Monday. Okay, Monday. I still don't feel because I'm exhausted. I'm jet lagged. I'm coming down from all this networking. I also don't know if he needs to hear this, but 
Lifestyle changes can also start on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, <laughs> Thursdays, you know, Fridays, really, really, really a weekend, any day of the week that really ends any day, yes, all days of the week can a lifestyle change start. So I don't, I feel like that is for someone. Someone is going to hear me say that and feel attacked. Just know that I, I love you, but you needed to hear it. And nursing every day can be a Friday. <laughs> so. Yeah, every day is day one. They they all are equally valid. You work twenty four seven three sixty five, and you can start any day. And you know what? You you need to start and stick with it, all of the days. All of the days. Because every day could be Friday if every we tried day. hard enough. Yes, one hundred percent. There, yeah. I don't want to minimize the difficulties in this, right? Because I. I oh, yeah, there's challenges. I just practiced this so much. You developed the grit to be willing to step into the challenge. You're like, you have to. Anywhere, any restaurant you go to, you can order some sort of like grilled chicken with a vegetable on the side, yes. right? Whether or not I would say the only restaurant type that is very hard to make good choices is Italian. That's really hard. That's about the only type of restaurant, at least for Tyler and I, that we absolutely know that there's nothing there that we're going to be able to right. work around. Literally any other cuisine, though. That is only one very small type of cuisine. Literally any other cuisine, you can figure it out. But Everywhere has a grilled chicken breast. With Everywhere has a modifications. <laughs> yeah. Well, and usually grilled chicken sandwich is on nearly any menu, right? Mm -hmm. So just take away the bun. Mm -hmm. Add some tomatoes, add some lettuce. Oh my gosh! Look, or we've, explore their. We've their made options. a chicken salad. Yes, <laughs> get it bunless and make a salad, or ask if they have some gluten-free options. I literally, I went to we went to Caddy's, oh, which yeah. is that um, place that we did the big community workout. Shout out to Cigar City CrossFit for organizing that. That was absolutely wonderful of you guys to organize it and caddies was fabulous so if you want a really fun place to post up for a day on the beach they have cabanas their food is actually really good i was a little bit anxious ordering food because a lot of those places that are geared towards tourism their food is because eh, mm. they have the atmosphere they're on the beach they don't need to outdo themselves with food correct listen this place was delicious and they had not only gluten-free buns but they had gluten-free wraps and you oh, could order everything yeah. to order. It was super fresh. They had some healthy, enough options that you could make a healthy meal, a healthy entree that I would definitely quantify as this is a clean choice. Really great. My point is that's definitely a restaurant that you would think would come to mind that would be a little bit more like old school thinking targets to a community that has money so often like in a little bit older of a demographic mm -hmm. so you wouldn't think they would have those accommodations and yet here we are so don't be afraid to ask questions and explore be super sweet here's the here's the trick to being a high maintenance food customer because i i'm gonna out myself i'm one of them tip really well and be super sweet and I have always found that I have done well with, with acknowledging upfront, listen, I got some questions about stuff. I realize I'm being a pain, but bear with me. It, can I ask a couple things about this? And they are always more than happy to at least hear my questions. They'll often offer suggestions or they can just do what I'm asking. So I always start with, I'm apologizing in advance, but I'm about to be really annoying. <laughs> yes, I do that too. So, and usually they're like, okay, like you're, you're not a quote unquote, a Karen. Right. <laughs> and when you just you're, don't you're recognize coming, it, yes, I'm like, I know. with an entitled attitude. I know this is less than convenient for you. <laughs> but I promise I will tip. I understand. I understand this is less than convenient, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm trying not to make your life harder than it has to be. So hear me and listen to me, and thank you for being in my bubble. <laughs> and one of the other tricks with that, too, pick out on the menu something that is already 
pretty close to how you want to eat. Mm -hmm. So the modifications are fewer. Correct. For instance, I know in my lifestyle, I can always count on ribs. It is a simple question. Is it possible that I can order these dry without the sauce? Yes or no. If it's a yes, you actually have saved them a step because now they don't have to slather it. They just can throw it on a plate, put my potato with it. I never thought about ship that. Ship it yeah. out. Put a little, little pepper on it. Yes. Mm. Instead of making extra work for them, I have actually made less work for them. Right. So if you can game that, so much the better. If you are in the mood for a salad, pick a salad that's got the fixings on it that you want and just clarify the things that you don't want on it, you have created less work. If it is advertised on their menu that they have a gluten-free bun, for instance, look at the menu, pick an option that is already kind of in alignment with what you'd like to order. Right. Order it with the gluten-free bun and just tell them to skip the X, Y, Z, which is a normal thing to do if you're ordering a sandwich anyway. If you don't want onions, you would tell them no onions. So that's, they're used to already accommodating that. Mm -hmm. And all you've asked for is this upcharged thing that's on the menu option. So it's not an inconvenience. You're just asking for this item that's already there. Right. You're not asking them to create something out of thin air. It's, it's, it's there it's and there. it's advertised. Sometimes that can be very helpful too, is like ordering what you know you want to eat and then make less work out of it. And they're always very happy to accommodate that. And I will say the, uh, there's the servers that I've had in recent years, they're really not all that upset about it. They're like, I've never had a server be bothered. Yes. Unless they're so short They're like, staff, girl, you are fine. <laughs> having a bad day. They're, yeah, they're usually, Genuinely, because mm -hmm. you've got your ones who do the, oh, bless your heart thing. But they're genuinely not really upset about it. They're like, not okay, just tell me what I need to put. Like, as a nurse, same yeah. thing. I'm like, just tell me what, like, what's going to make this better. I can't read your mind. You just tell me what's going to make you happy in this moment. <laughs> and honestly, I bet you the business owners of those establishments love people like us because they get to charge the same dollar amount for that sandwich, plus the upcharge of the gluten-free bun, and they get to save themselves the sauce, the cheese, and anything Correct. else that you have skipped. So they are making they are profiting the same amount of, of our stupidity. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're profiting both in actual food resources and financially by people like us. So I guess I say that to say, have the confidence. You don't have to feel as bad. You don't have to feel bad. Have the confidence to order stuff that's in accordance to your lifestyle. It's okay. And there's there's a way to go about it. Try those things on for size. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, truly it's, you, you have to be mindful. You. Everything's all about a balance, right? So like we talked about the 300 calories that accumulates, accumulates, accumulates until now you, now you put on six pounds just mm -hmm. via traveling because you, you had the cookies on the plane. You had the donut in the airport. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you grabbed the pastry at lunch. That adds up. That's how you put mm -hmm. on the pounds. You now, had the ice cream sundae that was given with the luncheon at your business conference. If there is something where you're like, I just can't quite figure out like what the the option what the option is here, the healthier option, we're your friends. Ask us. Mm -hmm. I'll help give you some nutrition advice. Listen, it's not going to be perfect, and you're just going to have to settle. You all gas no breaks people, the zero or one hundred people. I'm sorry, it's not going to be very dichotomous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's That's the one be... thing I do love about the fact that I intermittent fast is my body is conditioned. Now remember, when I say that, I have been doing intermittent fasting for north of three years. I would have to actually sit down and think about when I started and where I'm at now, but it's over three years at this point. It's probably right. closer to five that I've been doing intermittent fasting. So my body is very chained, trained to this, but I can go always before I absolutely have to eat because my insulin levels are so steady. 
I don't get hangry. I don't get nauseous. I don't get lightheaded. Very, very rarely. The only time I ever feel those things is if I've done very intense workouts outside, then I'm like, okay, I need to eat. But that is a very certain And the Florida humidity. <laughs> it, it would probably the take the dog me north of, of 24 hours before I would start to get that hangriness stuff because my insulin levels are just... Steady. There, steady. There's no, like, <laughs> there's there's no, no peaks, peaks and troughs. There it yeah. is. There's no peaks and valleys, so... I have strong I opinions about nutrition and diets and stuff. I will say the one that I can get on board with is definitely intermittent fasting. And we'll go I've on really, and on about my why yes. during the it's it's a more natural state. Yeah, we'll dig into it one of these days. But I I mean I myself do a bit of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the body just naturally it just follows your your natural hormone cycle. Mm-hmm. So even if you can't go that long without eating, reach, just be mindful of what you're reaching for when you're hungry. Make right? informed decisions. If you're, you're going to enjoy a treat, acknowledge it for what it is, have it, move on, move on. It doesn't have to be a day of debauchery. Well, most of the time you're reaching for the sweets because the reason you're ravenous and starving or feel craving the sweet when you're ravenous and starving is because you're hypoglycemic, right? Mm -hmm. The quickest way to spike your your blood sugar, which means you have hypoglycemic, low blood sugar, the quickest way to spike it is with sugar. Yes, 100%. (laughs) That's why you're reaching for that. Just get be a little patient with yourself and you're like, I know I'm craving this because of this. And the, those are not going to stick with you. They're not going to keep you satisfied for very long. So the next time that it's inconvenient for you to be hungry again and now you're ravenous, you're reaching for something else sugary and sweet mm-hmm. to spike your blood sugar. And now you're creating these major peaks, peaks and, and valleys. Yep. Or peaks we and troughs. Be mindful. You can still get a blood sugar, a quick blood sugar increase with your, your fruits. Mm-hmm. Right. A fruits. banana is a good one. Now, bananas, the, the carb content is a little bit higher than like apples, but you can still but it grab also something has the healthy. Fi- it has the fiber to balance that out though. So right. that's always, I mean, any whole fruit is gonna have that. That fiber is good. So maybe next time you're craving something sweet, reach for a banana. Go for an apple. I've never met anybody that's ever gotten overweight from eating too much fruit. Oh, I could go on and on about that too. The, our nutrition episode is coming up here yes. in the next couple of weeks. I that'll be fun strong too because I feel like you and I do have we have a, we share a lot of the same opinions about some stuff with nutrition, and there's a couple of POVs just because I've tried some different things that I know you have some thoughts on that might be a different POV from Mm -hmm. your POV. So that'll be kind of fun. I think it'll be one of the first episodes where you and I will have a little bit of diversity, but I think that's going to be a good thing. Right. And I'm excited to learn about your thoughts, especially from the clinical side. (laughs) And I'm excited to... Hear about what's worked for you. Yeah. I've only followed so many different diets just because I, I choose to not touch certain ones with a 10-foot pole just mm-hmm. because I know the clinical side of it. <laughs> At the end of the, the, the biggest thing with nutrition, well, and we'll talk about it in, the, in that episode, tools in the tool belt. Absolutely. Some kind of guideline to get people started. And any of them can be taken out of context. Any of them can turn into a problem. So that's why it's so important to know all the tools, know how to guide people on all the tools, so that if one causes a problem for someone, it's a quick pivot to get them started on a different path. And that's more sustainable. I have very much tried to, I used to be very quick to demonize different diets or lifestyles, however you want to quantify it. I've tried to step myself back from that a little bit, Mm -hmm. which is something that I learned in my CrossFit level too. I used to demonize macros. 
and I had a oh, conversation. Oh, see, I've always really liked macros. So <laughs> I do too now, just not for myself. I my yeah. one of my um, CrossFit level two seminar staff. His name is Tim, and I believe, I believe that he is I believe, I believe. the owner, at the very least, the head coach. But I think he's the owner of CrossFit Jacks. Or at least was I don't know, I've never at there. that point. I've never been there. I couldn't afford it in nursing school. <laughs> he was the one that ins- that gave me the that planted the seed of the idea of diets slash lifestyles, whatever you want to call it, are just tools. Yeah. And he was the one that created Fuel the self awareness in me to grow out of demonizing stuff. Right. He's like, listen, it's just a tool. He was like, don't let your personal experience automatically deter you from helping somebody else with that because Mm -hmm. that could be the thing that really helps them. And that conversation matured me in a way that is almost hard to articulate as as far as those POVs. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that conversation that he and I had. And I've also come to realize, too, that some of the lifestyles that I have pretty much permanently adopted could be very problematic for a certain kind of person. Like macros was problematic for me. I could see how intermittent fasting could very easily become a slippery slope for a certain kind of person. Well, and, 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 and depending I can't, on that's your, not lost on me. your health status. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many variables. Realistically, the the diet that works is number one sustainable number two health focus and whatever form that's going to come in so cardio protective like keeping you from having a heart attack Mm -hmm. or keeping you having energy all day long Mm -hmm. and then number three something that i don't want to use the word convenient but something that sustainable, I, sustainable is yeah. number one. Something that doesn't take too much energy for oh, you to. Follow. I get what you like brain power, right? It, the, the gas, the, the gas to do it, the, the gas to do it because a lot of the restrictive diets take a lot of gas and brain power, and in turn, I do very much agree not with that. sustainable because. You're always hungry and it just creates too much brain power and now you've restricted so many calories that by 5 p.m you're reaching for cake mm-hmm. or cookies or ice cream you yeah, know all of I that mean? i very much agree with and so that you're going to see a lot of that be my opinion if it's not sustainable and too restrictive i i will not support it myself if it's mm-hmm. worked for you great it's just not going to work for most yeah i'll be curious to see if actually we agree on some of them more than i realize right actually because I, I think fundamentally you and i agree on a lot of stuff with the diets i just can expound on a few of them that i have followed that might offer a little bit of different perspective on those very specific well you've tried them diets right i, I haven't because i'm not going to right because <laughs> i don't believe that it's gonna work yeah. so and that sure shun the non-believer right shun but the non-believer we're going to candy mountain <laughs> charlie charlie, charlie. <laughs> gosh shun shun <laughs> I, that's me, the it's a magical pluridon. It's but, a magical pluridon, Charlie. But also, I believe in science. Everyone's just <laughs> the unsubscribed. <pluridon>. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, forget it. <laughs> we wanted to buy into this podcast. Now it's not going to happen. Yes. Uh, literally, just unsubscribed. <laughs> but yeah, you'll see a lot of my thoughts on it. It's just from knowing science. I almost feel like now that we've set this up, we're going to have to do this <laughs> as our next as our next episode. Yeah. I feel like we kind of. We've kind of made it no choice. Yeah. But I love research. We have science plenty of time between now and when that uploads to get our thoughts together on it and have a really good episode on it. So I feel like we have set that up. I feel like it would be weird if we didn't talk about it next week now. So that's yeah. what we'll talk about next week is nutrition. Yeah. And it's, our our thoughts. Our thoughts. It, yeah. I do have a lot of strong opinions. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do too. <laughs> about nutrition. Only because I have a lot of strong opinions on a lot of things. Uh, Except for the things that I don't. <laughs> I know. And sometimes, so I just can't. Sometimes I have to keep my mouth shut because I just, <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> Well, that's, I'm from that's, Jersey, and that's I'm, a, the I'm an ER nurse. I got, right, I got opinions. You get to share your opinions, and just like this is a safe space for them to listen and be able to give feedback, this is your safe space to be able to vocalize those opinions right. and have conversation and share your thoughts with the world. So when we do discuss on that episode, don't feel like you have to hold back or screen what you want to say. Mm-hmm. I, I might not agree with every single word, just like you might not agree with every word that I say, but I am going to respect you before, during, and after. And I am going to try to position my brain in such a way that I can learn from those thoughts and maybe Same. adjust my own POVs a little bit with stuff. And just like Tim kind of made me more self-aware about not being closed-minded to certain things, maybe this is my next elevation of maturity to be like, well, maybe I need to look at a couple of these things through this lens, or maybe we already do and we don't know it yet. That's true. And my, my shortcoming in all of those opinions is I've not tried most of the ones mm -hmm. I'm going to, for lack of a better term. Hmm. I'm not going to say that. I'm not gonna bash them, but I'm just going to uncover some reasons why I've not tried it myself and that mm -hmm. just more clinical brained. Yeah. <laughs> well, and some of it is too, is some of the things that I have tried, I have tried because of the position that I'm in. Right. I need to know what these things do and how they feel because these are the things that my clients are either have done, are doing, want to explore, or this is a tool that really might be a valid option for this individual and I need to know how to run it. Appropriately. Appropriately. And how to set it up, like macros is a great example. I did it. I know that that's not the glove that fits and I'll share more of that in the actual episode, but I know how to set them and I can understand why it would be a powerful thing for someone. Right. And I also know how to coach it with the caveat of setting up, I call it macros-ish, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that at that week. That'll be a whole rabbit hole. Anyway, do we want to land this plane? I, I feel so. like this travel plane. We have fed the horse. I feel so that to way too. I hope the rest of you guys have also felt that way. And if there's something piquing your interest or you have a planned vacation coming up, tell me where it is. <laughs> Chances well, are we didn't there. really touch on cruises, and I feel like that would be a good one to touch on. Well, cru cruises, you can order whatever yes. you need at any given time. There's more variety and variability mm -hmm. and more cruises are a little bit easier options. Yes. Or at least you can find them. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't say your fruit intake, though, should come from pina coladas while no. on a cruise. And that's that's my caveat there. Indeed. <laughs> and, if, I mean, if you're going there to drink a lot, just know that, I mean. Drink a lot of water. Yeah. Try to stay away from the hyper-sugary stuff. You'll feel better anyway. Yeah. Stick to the clear liquors. Sweet. All right. Well, if you have any questions or maybe you have a trip coming up yourself and you know where you're going and you want some very specific recommendations, maybe CrossFit gyms in that area that you know Jenna and I might be able to find you a good rec for where to spend that time. Oh, or, yeah, I mean, I've been pretty much, I've been to a lot of major cities in the US, so has Jenna. If you want some eating recommendations, both of us are pretty familiar with a lot of the major airports. So if you want some recommendations of, I know I'm going to be going through, easy example, I know I'm going to be going through the Atlanta airport. Where do you guys think that I should kind of set up? Because I have a three-hour layover, layover and I won't be leaving the airport. Oh, walk laps in the terminal. If that's your thing, I can't sit. I Listen, sitting yes. on that plane too much. But, but even if you need yeah. some direction of like where to grab some like easy, healthy-ish foods or whatever, reach out to us, info at westshorecrossfit.com. Instagram at pretty underscore gritty. Yes, underscore we have. Podcast, we, yes, did we did it. Yes, yes, gritty <laughs> underscore podcast. No, sorry. Pretty underscore gritty underscore podcast. It's there. I mean, you can still reach out to us at West Shore CrossFit, but 
And I now we're trying made, to drive traffic to the. I now the have made my Instagram public Ooh! instead of private Ooh! for you guys. <laughs> so we do encourage going towards the pretty gritty one, but which is well, at <laughs> at J underscore R E G S J Regs. But we're going to encourage you to go towards our podcast Instagram. But during yes. our and transitions, you know, drop, drop on my yes. Instagram and I'll send you Jack the Jack underscore pretty. by underscore Jody. If all else fails, I'm there. And if you can't find the Pretty Gritty podcast IG, if you search it by West Shore CrossFit, you'll see the Pretty Gritty logo. Yeah. It's there. It's large it's like in charge. Baby blue, baby pink. Yes. Pretty Gritty. Yes. That With our green rig in the background, which is cool. Neon. All right. Well, yes. What did I say? Oh, you said green. Oh, did I say green? Oh, pretty green. Yes. It's very neon. Very neon green. I feel like it looks very cool. Neon is my favorite color group. Anyways. I can appreciate that. All right, guys. We love you. Win the day. Win the week. See you next week where hopefully we'll have our acts together to have some some nutrition research. Yes. I'm excited. All right. Bye. Me, 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 Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Coach Jody. I am a CrossFit affiliate owner in Tampa Bay with a background in entrepreneurialism, business, marketing, and all things CrossFit and fitness training. And I'm Jenna. I am an ER nurse with a bachelor's in both exercise science and nursing and soon to be CrossFit coach. Yes, we're very excited. Welcome to the show. This is Pretty Pretty Gritty. Gritty.